Hello and welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex, a podcast from metro.co.uk. It's a bit like a cocktail, oh, but with more slippery nipples. <laughs> How are yours feeling? <laughs> <laughs> They're feeling great. I just wish you hadn't um, hung your coat off of them. <laughs> It just felt a little rude. My name is Bibi Lynch. And I'm Miranda Gay. How's your vagina? How's it feeling? It's it, uh, fine. Thanks for asking. Because we've got a woman who can help if it's feeling poorly. Oh, Yeah, that's right. Oh, I wondered where Sam was. <laughs> Bibi! Yeah. How is how is your vagina? It's hard to say. You know we're not talking. No, no. But I do believe she, her most recent facts, <laughs> she's, she seemed, her most recent page, and she seemed quite good. Uh, no, my is pretty good, thanks yeah. for asking. Tanya Deeb is brilliant. I talk to Tanya a lot for uh, features I write. You know, I have a job. Oh, yeah, oh, well done you. Thank you. And um, within that job, I get quotes. And she's so brilliant. She knows everything there is to know about vaginas, poorly or not poorly. Mm. Um, but she's here today to, to give us advice on there's some really kind of high tech treatment. Yeah. That's going to make you want to cross your legs and wince, but it doesn't hurt. It's brilliant. Let's hear more. Oh, my God. Hi, I'm Tanya Adib, consultant gynecologist at the Medical Chambers, Kensington. Yay! Hello, Hello. again. Hello. You're a friendo show. You're a friendo podcast. Yes. You've been our guest before. Yes, I Don't have. pretend you've blanked it out. Like no, it was I haven't. Some awful no, I haven't. I had a really nice time. Thank you for inviting me back. <laughs> it's always a pleasure to chat with you. <laughs> you are very About welcome. my favourite subject. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> Miranda's vagina. Yay! <laughs> Miranda, you know, you know the thing that hasn't happened since you've had a sex podcast? <laughs> yes. Has it happened? No. No, still, well done. No, still, we're still absolutely chased. Neither of us have had sex since we've started this, this podcast. Yeah. Really? Yeah. How, how long has that been? Five, Five. years. <laughs> Just over a year. Because it was February, so it's we're now on to like 15 months or something Unbelievable, stupid. isn't it? It I've is unbelievable. Do you know who would, who would have sex with us? Why are you shaking your head? Um, because we need to do something about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, sorry. So that, was, yeah. that, was an, that was encouraging, <laughs> shake your head. Not a, okay, good luck. <laughs> how do we fix our vaginas? So we're not talking designer vaginas. No. We're not talking that um, cosmetic kind of... Th- I mean, is that really happening a lot more than we think it's happening I don't really know I don't get then involved I'm, with all of that do you deliberately not get involved at all so women come to me because there's a problem yes mm. so I don't treat a normal vagina but actually the way the vagina functions is so important to how we feel about ourselves our self-confidence our self-esteem our sexual function our bladder function and it's it really bladder. yes the vagina's right next to the bladder so if the Vagina's not happy. The bladder's not going to be happy either. Well, BB's vagina is down at the bus stop. (laughs) (laughs) It has packed its bags and run away to join the circus. That's a bit rude. So, (laughs) very hurtful. (laughs) I find it quite arousing. (laughs) (laughs) The mind's where it should be. (laughs) That helps. Pleased to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) So, what are some common, um, what are some common vagina ailments, and how can we treat them? A lot of um, the women who come to see me are entering the menopause or after the menopause and with the dipping of the hormones the vagina becomes very dry Mm. and can cause itching burning discomfort painful intercourse if if it's really dry so you know we've got lots of treatments now to help women Mm-hmm. Uh, improve that so we either use hormones um, or we've now got non-hormonal uh, treatments such as the laser which is super 
Um, so it's not a laser beam it's just tiny little jets of carbon dioxide which are really superficial and go less than half a millimeter even into the skin and all they do is stimulate the body to regenerate the collagen and thicken the skin of the vagina and improve lubrication it works so well for dryness for women who either don't want to take hormones or can't take hormones. So, for example, a lot of women who've had breast cancer um, can't take hormones or don't want to, um, and they're not able to have intercourse at all. And it really affects them and their relationship with their partner. And a lot of women, you know, end up splitting up if their relationship isn't working, uh, which is really terrible having been through really awful treatment to then face the breakup of a, 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 a relationship. So this came out. So, you know, Love Honey, our mm. friends of the show as well. They've just done a study called the Sexual Happiness Study. And in this, it, it's talking about good, se- good sex and well-being and better well-being. And so it just backs up what you're just saying, how important it is. So it just could seem like, oh, we're not having sex and that's that. Mm. But two-thirds of us believe sex plays an important role in our overall happiness. Two-thirds. Three-quarters agree a good sex life can help reduce stress levels. And we all know how bad stress is for us. Mm. And a quarter of us believe that having sex, I guess good sex, improves our mental health. So it's a big deal. And I agree with all of those. Yeah, it really defines who we are as women, our self-confidence, our emotional and physical health. It's all interlinked. Um, So good sexual health is very important at whatever age. So laser can really help. But can I ask for HRT? Does it does it deserve the bad rap? I understand if you've got breast cancer, you're not going to want to put any more hormones in your body. But generally, because it does have a bad press. So there were two studies in 2002-2003 that um, brought it into disrepute. But we now know that it was the wrong study asking the wrong questions, giving the wrong answers. Oh. So how many um, women have suffered because of that? There's a whole decade of women yeah. who didn't take HRT after that. Yeah. Um, the use of HRT dropped dramatically. But... The good thing is that we've got lots of studies now since then that really show that HRT used appropriately um, and the more bioidentical formulations now rather than the synthetic hormones are very safe, very effective, um, great for treating symptoms, uh, protect your heart health, your bone health, your brain health um, and just make you feel a lot better and normal again. Yeah. So there might still be people out there that are still affected by that. Absolutely. And they lots, should... of, lots of women. And lots of women are really scared of HRT yeah. and won't take an order, rather just put up. Um, but, you know, that's such a shame because they really don't need to. And are GPs up on on the good news? Like, like Guinea's will be, your yeah, field will be, but not general. All, not all of them. I mean, menopause care now is more of a sort of a... Um, has become a specialism, which I think is right. Um, You need to understand HRT and Mm. where it's appropriate and how to give it um, and how to also adjust the doses. Um, And that's difficult and takes time and practice and experience. So, you know, sometimes it's luck of the draw, Mm. you know, whether your GP is... Um, knowledgeable or not. Yeah. But these are issues that won't just affect people that are going into the menopause, or this could affect younger women as well? Yes, um, in different circumstances. Not so much the dryness, but um, younger women can have issues with bladder function, as I said earlier. Mm. Um, if you've had vaginal births, um, you might, you know, the bladder might drop, you might get urinary incontinence. Mm. Um, and that really affects how you feel. You know, I have very young women who 
have to wear pads when they go to the gym because they just soak right through. So how do you fix that? The laser can fix that as well? Better treatment than a laser is radiofrequency, which is very similar. Um, and what happens with radiofrequency is you uh, run a warm probe over the vagina um, and it strengthens the collagen and it re-establishes um, the elastin, which is the fibres that get stretched during childbirth. Um, and they just all go back to supporting the vagina, oh. uh, can push the bladder right up again. Oh. Um, really fantastic treatment for stress incontinence. I often use that with a procedure. Uh, so using... you're smiling because you know I love this one. <laughs> I haven't had it, I just love the sound of it. <laughs> So it's been called the O-Shot. O, ah, o for... The O for orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So... The orgasm shot. Yeah. It's like a little oh. tequila in your noonie. Oh, okay. Is it like a little tequila in your noonie or am I being too technical? Well, I'm not medically trained. Well, I guess it's a good simile. <laughs> um, I use it mainly for stress incontinence. Okay. Um, uh, what we do is we take blood from um, the arm, spin it down in a centrifuge, take off the platelets and activate them. And they contain lots of growth, fa- uh, growth factors, which when we inject them into the vagina, just next to the urethra, which is where the urine comes out, then it can uh, support the tissues around there and act as a bulking effect really natural okay. and can help orgasm as well. Has so it, it, it helps orgasm? It causes a regenerating effect in the in the area and, you know, helps with the nerves. Can you die from too many orgasms? <laughs> I haven't. I'm still going. Never heard of it. <laughs> can you die from no orgasms? Oh, that's oh, called heartache. Going, it? <laughs> <laughs> it's called heartache. I'm ignoring you. <laughs> I'm listening to Tanya, I who think went the nice route then. It's the very right thing to do. But the really exciting thing is that there are so many um, treatments now to help women and their symptoms. And women no longer have to just put up with, you know, getting older and everything that's associated with it. There are so many new techniques now that mm. can help women feel great and function normally. You know, we're all living longer but the age of the menopause has stayed the same throughout yeah. the centuries. You know, we still go through this menopause at about 50, 51. Yeah. Um, but if we're living till 80 or 90, we can be spending half our lives in the menopause. Oh, so can I yeah. ask a, a, like, a depressing question, Bart? So why hasn't this been looked at as thoroughly in the past as it is now? Is that is that a anti-women once they're past a certain age, i.e. uselessness, i.e. patriarchy? So you'll find that women who previously had sexual what we call dysfunction so couldn't have sex um would be referred for counseling oh okay yeah they so think i think it was that's a... that's really changed yeah. now that we realize it's not in their minds but it's a physical condition which yeah. you know we can provide physical therapy for that's so interesting isn't it but it's so exciting um, you and i've talked about this before but but for men it's always been something that's taken seriously yeah absolutely and of course it should be Mm. and you know it's great that men have all these treatments as well but now women have the same options um and should expect to have good vaginal function with normal bladder function and not have to leak um and um not have discomfort when they even walk around some women with the dryness can have really terrible discomfort um, and, you know, they should be able to enjoy sex. Do you get a pushback from, like, funding? 
so like for me, I could say this should be an NHS thing and people should be able to, to access this. But I can also see policy... Because it's being it's mental health. Yeah, but I could also see policymakers going, oh, that's just, a, you know, just stick a bit of lube on it. You know, mm. like, do you, do you find that you can get this on the NHS or is it just... Like, can they be blocked by policymakers? Not yet, no. Oh, you see, oh, I bet. Do you know what? Blokes can get Viagra on the NHS, can't they? But, can they? Yeah. Can they? I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah didn't we can. have. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll have to can. listen to it. We've got a podcast about it. I'll have to listen to it again. But, like, or they can get it over the, you know, but over it's the not. Yeah. yeah. But it's the yeah. price has come down, whereas I can imagine yeah. this might be quite expensive for some It is at the moment, yeah. yeah. And it's only available in the private sector. Yeah. But How I much think is over it? time. What kind of prices? So you're talking just over a thousand pounds for the O shot. Yeah, the and how many do you need? One, sometimes two treatments. Yeah, but lasts for a couple of years. Oh yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that important? Where yeah. do you stand on um, female Viagra? I think you'll find if women take hormone replacement therapy, okay, and a lot of women need testosterone, that is as good as female Viagra. Because the fear, you know, if I'm right about this right now, yeah. is um, people are buying, women are buying Viagra, thinking, you know, it works for men, it works for me. But the the, the, the way it works is totally different. Yeah. So sexual dysfunction yeah. for women can be defined as loss of, less of, God, I can't speak, lack of libido. Yeah. Whereas for men, this is all about getting the blood to the winky. Yeah. And mm. winky is a technical term that you might want to write down. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but do you know what I mean? So it's a totally different yeah. thing. Although it's been approved in the States now, female Viagra. But not here yet. Um, but I don't want anyone to buy Viagra thinking yeah. it's going to, you know, but hey. Yeah. So, again, I, I see lots of women in the menopause. And as the hormones dip, their desire and arousal and all that reduces. But testosterone is fantastic. And there's just been a massive meta-analysis of the use of testosterone in women in almost eight, eight and a half thousand women. It's shown to increase desire arousal, pleasure. Um, All the good stuff. Yeah. So often women just need the correct hormone replacement to make them feel great. Are we Are we um, in front, behind, straddling other countries? Where do we stand in terms of um, women's sexual health or vaginal health? Um, so there's a, there's a big European push um, to promote uh, hormones. Um, I think we're on the same kind of page. And we'll just see, um, like the O-Shot, is that, who invented the O-Shot? Say Mr. O. It wasn't. It was a guy called Charles Ronalds in America. Very clever man. Oh. <laughs> you've got a crush on him. Look at your little face. <laughs> he is actually very handsome, but I haven't, I haven't, I haven't met him yet. <laughs> you thought he was in America. <laughs> met him oh, yet. Yes. yes. Either. Unbelievable. Uh, Unbelievable. All right, Charles, how's your old shot? <laughs> Give me a go. I've got some ice and some lemon. <laughs> and a stirrer. <laughs> Down in one. Come on. <laughs> If we have, oh, you're so naughty. <laughs> flirt. Um, if um, how do we? So if what's the first steps? So if there's anything that we think is a, is a miss, uh, not happening that we feel should it be happening? I guess GP is the first point of call, but I'm concerned that they're maybe not as up on it as they should be. Or is that an unfair thing to say? No, I think a lot of them are very up on it. Um, you're right. The first point of call is GP. Um, if your GP feels that, you know, they're not, it's an area that they're not particularly comfortable with, they'll refer you to a gynecologist. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and, you know, there's a lot on the internet as well about hormone treatments um, and all these vaginal treatments now that we're doing, the laser and the rotor frequency. So there's lots of research that women can do mm. um, and find, uh, you know, a doctor who can provide those. Because, again, there aren't that many of us who are doing it yet, mm. but it's becoming more popular. Why did you go into that field? So I came into this because I was a trustee for the Breast Cancer Haven and I was looking for treatments, for vaginal treatments for our breast cancer patients. Mm. And I came across the vaginal laser, started using that, loved it. The patients loved it. I was getting some really fantastic results. Um, then got to hear about the radio frequency, started using that, found that was really helpful for stress incontinence and mild prolapse. Um, and then, you know, the natural progression was then the O-shot as well. Yeah. Um, so, and it's all about improving women's health. Mm. This is not cosmetic. This is not about rejuvenation. It's about regaining health and function and allowing women to feel confident yeah. um, in themselves. Um, yeah. So that's, you know, that's what it's all about. It doesn't have to be a life in, of wearing like the nappies and, no, exactly. and, and just using lube free sex and hoping yeah. you can get through it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know, that in conjunction. How romantic. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, okay. That Sorry in, to disappoint you, but no, no, it's, it's not how it's supposed to be done. And that in conjunction with hormones, you know, it's, it's the full package. Yeah. This is the most important question. If Miranda and I came to you, could we get like a two for one deal? Mm. Wow. I'll have that. the O shot. She can have the HRT. <laughs> <laughs> you want it done at the same time? No, I just want everything. I want it all. I want it all. Rodders. I'll donate yeah. you the blood from my arm. Yeah, <laughs> So you can have a little low shot of um, your own. Yeah, of so, course you can come. Thank you. I love it. I'm sorry that we conducted this interview with our legs akimbo <laughs> in stirrups. And naked. And Stop naked. I, I believe that's what you wanted in the email, but I think I might have got that wrong. I might have missed that. You're I'm so, so naughty. sorry. <laughs> But that's where the, at least you don't need, need a microphone stand. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Tanya. <laughs> Miranda. Yeah. How's that? That is, that's so intense. Uh, like, because you just think that there must be so many people going through this. And I think as women, we're just taught to put up and shut up. Yes. And that was why I was like, you know, the amount of people that are out there at the moment that are just wearing like the big nappies and they're just, you know, thinking they should just whack a bit of lube on. And that's yeah. and that's normal. That's yeah. what's going to happen. And actually, that doesn't need to be your life for the next like 30, 40 years. You can, you can do something about it and you should to get your confidence up. This isn't about your partner enjoying sex with you. And sometimes it's not even just about the sex. This is about you, your confidence and your body. It's the whole Love Honey stuff, the new that sexual um, health study that's out. It's sexual happiness study that's out. It's about well-being and um, brilliant mental health. And mm. it everything is tied in. And what is so awful, as we said when we were talking to Tanya, is it's not on the NHS. Yeah. It's not, I mean, not much will be for much longer, you know. Yeah. But... Um, but it the funding is so isn't there to make it cheaper and make people know that it is normal and this is a thing that people are going through. And, and this is normal. That's the point. Yeah. The normality is here. Yeah. And so issues, that's normal. Yeah. Because rather than just be quiet. But it's like I said as well, has this happened because we, you know, you're past a certain age, you're not going to have kids now, so so what? It's yeah. not just about menopause. The whole thing, as you were saying in the interview, there's loads of issues at, um, certain, at certain ages, at any age. Um, but they can all be addressed in ways that, I mean, I'd never heard of the O-Shot, had you? No. So 
I, this is no. Know. I thought that was on something on clips for sale, but you know. What don't do you, look I at me like... I don't know what you say. <laughs> I know you're speaking English, and yet... Like, my that's, name... Just go. It's one for the point. Mike, just go. My name's B.B. Lynch. <laughs> I'm Miranda Kay. Good Sex, Bad Sex was produced by Juliet Nichols and Sam Bonham for Metro.co.uk. Please get in touch with us. Save us from ourselves. Uh, you can contact us on Twitter at Good Sex, Bad Sex with three X's at the end. Miranda, a little tip. Try yeah. to be less needy. <laughs> And if you've got a sexy question or query, you want to be on the show, you've got anything you want to contribute, please email us at info at sexpod.co.uk. Or if you just want a date. We haven't had sex in just 15 months. You broke my hair. You broke my hair. Oh, I love you. Don't leave please. me. Please come back. Bye. See you next week. Bye.